How many of you have ever been to a Unitarian Universalist General Assembly? My name is Karen Lynn, and after I returned home from Louisville last month, my 10-year-old daughter Kira asked me, so mom, what's GA like? I thought for a second, then replied, you know how it is when you go to camp, each day is really, really full, and you do so much, but you're somehow not tired, and when you get home, you're really glad you went, but you're also really glad to be back? That's General Assembly, or GA for short. For the last four years, I've represented First Parish as a delegate in this annual gathering that easily makes up the most intense five days of my year. Although for many years, I didn't understand why anyone would spend the money or time to go to General Assembly, now I can't imagine ever missing one. It's the first thing I budget for every year when I count my vacation days at work. GA is one of the places where I see the best of our faith in practice. It's where I get to worship in a huge convention hall with thousands of other Unitarian Universalists. It's where I get these awesome buttons that say, pronouns matter. And if you want one, come see me after service. It's where I see the kind of youth and young adult leadership that challenges me to confront my own ageism and think about what it means to be a multi-generational community. But I now also go to GA for what I can contribute. I've been privileged to serve two years on the Right Relationship Team, charged with listening to and engaging with people who have experienced oppression or identity-based marginalization. I've participated in two worship services and five workshops on anti-racism and multiculturalism. First Parish in Cambridge is a national leader in our commitment to building the beloved community. And it's with great pride that I share our struggles and victories with other congregations just starting on this journey. There's another way in which General Assembly is like summer camp. You go there and you think, my friends at home would love it here. I wish I could share this place with them. I wish they'd come here with me. Well, I wish all of you could come to GA too. My life as a First Parish congregant is rich and rewarding, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it saddens me sometimes to see how little our congregation is involved in Unitarian Universalism at the national level. Most of us probably don't know who's on the UUA board, let alone what they do. And this year, we didn't even send our full allotment of delegates. We need to be out there in the big world of Unitarian Universalism, not just because we have so much to learn, but because we have so much to share. Who else is gonna lead the first all-Spanish workshop in the history of General Assembly? Who else is gonna get up in plenary and say, we're divesting from fossil fuels and so can you? Who else is going to point out that a just immigration policy that prioritizes family unity must also include same-sex and transgender couples and families? We've done all these things and we could do so much more. So I hope that those of you who can will consider rejoining me next year when General Assembly is just an hour away in Providence. The theme is Love Reaches Out, and I can't think of a better time for us to reach out and show thousands of Unitarian Universalists who we are and what we've got. Mark your calendars for June 25th through 29, 2014, and I'll see you there.
My name is Andrew Cote, and this was my third consecutive General Assembly. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, Phoenix, Arizona, and now Louisville. This year, I served as Young Adult Caucus staff as the worship coordinator, which means I had the honor of getting to work with some wonderful, amazing people in putting on one of the main stage worship services in front of thousands of Unitarian Universalists, which was uh, terrifying, in case you're wondering. I also got to help organize the joint youth and young adult worship service, which was held at 7.45 on Sunday morning. And I got to put together additional young adult worship services. Because I was on staff and because all of our times for our young adult caucus sessions ran up against other workshop times, I spent all of my time with the young adult caucus staff, which is a combination of volunteers and paid staff at the Unitarian Universalist Association. The highlight of my General Assembly was those people. It happened at the service of the living tradition, which is where we honor our ministers, those just beginning their ministry, those retiring from active ministry, and those who have passed away in the previous year after serving our congregations for time spans that go up to 30, 40, 50 years. The music for the service of the living tradition was an interesting mix of Unitarian Universalist favorites, the song Unwritten, which was popular in the early 2000s, and You Raise Me Up, an inspirational pop song made popular by Josh Groban. Like I said, it was an interesting mix. So I was sitting there with three of my good friends, one I'd known for years, one I'd known tangentially for quite a while, and one I'd met just two days prior. It had been a really long day, which seems almost redundant to say about General Assembly because every day is a really long day. But it had been a really long day, and we were being I like to say politely goofy in that we weren't disrupting the service, but we were definitely being willing to laugh at the fact that we were listening to a Josh Groban song at General Assembly. If you haven't heard this song, I'll put a link on Facebook or something later. You need to understand. Um, so we weren't being inappropriate, but we were making each other laugh and we were being really enthusiastic about the music. So when you raise me up, came on, the four of us ended up putting our arms around each other's shoulders and singing along at close to top volume. And Hannah, the friend I had known for only a couple of days, quipped, just a bunch of born female queers hugging it out. And that's what GA is for me. It's the silly moments that happen during the serious moments. And it's all of the hugs that happen during things like business resolutions when you find each other on Facebook. And it's the joking that we need the right relationships team because somebody has insulted your favorite vegetable. It's about a million inside jokes. But for many young adults, it's about having the congregation that you don't have somewhere else. 
Young adults are more transient than most. As a kid, you pretty much go where your parents go. And for most people, that means staying in the same general area. And once you have children, a career, a place to live, or some combination thereof, you're fairly settled. There may be a couple of big moves, but there are not usually moves that take you out of state every couple of years. For a lot of young adults, that's the 18 to 30s bracket, there's a lot of moving and shifting and changing gears. For those people like me, I have moved nine times in the past eight years, encompassing four states and five different cities. GA is where we have a stable congregation. It only meets once a year for one week, but it is intense and it is real and it is more than just those Facebook relationships that you can have with your friends. First Parish is my congregation. I love it here dearly. But after I've left First Parish and after I start and end an internship with another church and after guest preaching at various places, and after visits back to my home congregation in Ellsworth, Maine, I'll have General Assembly. And I'll have those friends who I sat there with, with our arms slung full force over each other's shoulders, singing bad pop music. General Assembly is the congregation that I can gleefully run back to year after year for hugs and support and failed attempts to make people read the bylaws. And it's where I can be full force about my faith. Not because I have to, but because nobody there will tell me that I am too into it. Everyone there is too into it. I don't have much money, but attending General Assembly, attending my congregation is something I feel strongly about. Attending GA means I get to see all of my ministers, my future colleagues, my current colleagues, and it means that I get to sit back and simply be me in a way that I find really difficult in my day-to-day -day life. It means that once a year, nothing about who I am or what I'm doing with my life is weird or different than what my friends are doing because I see all of the facets of my identity echoed back at me in some way at GA. Not everyone likes General Assembly. There are arguments, very valid ones, that GA is not economically accessible not a good use of time or money or other resources, that it doesn't accomplish things in an, in an expedient way. And I hear those arguments, and I hold those arguments, but I also cannot imagine not going to my congregation each year. I know that funny Facebook quotes and hundreds of new profile pictures and goofing around 
long after official programming has ended isn't the intent of GA. But, is it, but it is exactly what I need to keep me going year after year. And I'm so grateful that it is, that it exists. Good morning, number three. I'm Ethan Contini-Field, and uh, Louisville was my 11th General Assembly. Um, and sometimes when I go to GA, I'm left with, you know, some overarching theme or feeling like I was, like I had last year when we went to Phoenix uh, to witness for immigration justice. But this year was not one of those overarching theme years. I'm left this year with this sort of mosaic of images and words and ideas and things that are continually percolating. So rather than trying to weave those things all together into one coherent story, which I could never do, uh, I thought I'd just share a few snapshots with you as a, almost like a meditation. So I'll pause between each one to let it sink in. Three thousand four hundred and twenty-six Unitarian Universalists singing "The Fire of Commitment" and "Blue Boat Home." Three thousand four hundred and twenty-six Unitarian Universalists. I'm in a workshop looking at a draft statement of conscience on immigration as a moral issue. It says moral immigration policy should preserve family unity. Four days later, I'm voting on a final statement of conscience after amendments from First Parish and Cambridge delegates. It says a moral immigration policy would preserve family unity, including same-sex and transgender couples and families. I'm in a plenary session, ready to hear about an action of immediate witness condemning the racist mistreatment of young people of color by police through stop-and-frisk policies in New York and across the country. The delegate from the First Unitarian Congregational Society of Brooklyn, New York, puts forth the proposal by saying, listen, long story short, do this. If the spirit says do, do it, and I'm telling you, freaking just do this. I'm in the all-Spanish workshop led by folks from First Parish. Towards the end, a Latino woman says in Spanish, I have been coming to a UU church a little over a year, and I love the social justice work, and I like the sermons and the music, but today, today is the first time I felt spiritual in a UU setting. I'm in a workshop called Loving the Hell Out of the World, co-led by former First Parish intern minister, Jake Morrill. Jake says, 
our mission is not to stay inside these walls making the best church possible so that everybody will want to come here. Our mission is to go out into the community and find what church the community needs us to be. A church shouldn't be a destination, they said. A church should be a launching pad. I'm in one of dozens of breakout discussion groups discussing what we want future GAs to look like. And I'm helping compile our notes the way that the board requested by posting them on Twitter with the hashtag NewUUAGA. I'm in a workshop about the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander the UUA's common read for the last year. I'm hearing about what actions congregations are taking in response. Paula Cole Jones, an African-American UU leader from Washington, D.C., is talking about all the barriers to education, housing, employment, and services faced by people who are coming out of prison. She says, I think we need a new Underground Railroad. And finally, I'm at the final session, hearing UUA moderator Ginny Corder's 10th and final report to the General Assembly. She says to the delegates, today I want to speak truth to power because you are the power in Unitarian Universalism and when you forget that, things get broken. You can't elect a personality and have them tell us what to do, it's you who have the power. And so that is my report to you, the powerful. If you were particularly struck by one of these images, please come find me in Social Hour or any time. Many of these moments are actually available online and streaming, so I'm happy to point you in the right direction to those as well. Thank you.